Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our December 2011 quiz, 10 Terrific Cases. And this is the last quiz of the year, so hopefully we had 12 terrific months doing quizzes, and we'll be back in January 2012. So let's get started. This is a great case. Uh, if you look at this patient, what I'm showing you is a markedly dilated ascending aorta. It is really, really dilated. And I'm asking you what's the best diagnosis. And uh, you can see very nicely, uh, there are a number of different vascular possibilities I've given you. The most classic thing that involves the aortic root and sinus of Valsalva with the largest aneurysms is Marfan's. Lois Dietz also involves commonly the aortic root and sinus of Valsalva, though maybe not as large. So in this case, I'm picking Marfan's as the best answer. In this case, I'm asking you what's the best diagnosis, and again, I'm giving you four vascular choices. When you look at the patient's neck from the two views I've given you, look at the carotids. Look at the ectatic nature of the carotid, and you can tell by the teeth and the face, this is a young patient. What gives you such ectatic vessels? Well, Marfan's we talk about gives you dilated aortic root and sinus valsalva. Elos Danlos can have aneurysms in the sections and multiple vessels, but does not give you these ectatic vessels. Takayashu's arthritis, you get uh, narrowing of the vessel. You get uh, uh, stenosis of the vessel due to the vasculitis, the thickening of the wall. But here it's marked tortuosity. Marked tortuosity is a classic sign of Lois Dietz syndrome. It's a genetic inherited process for aortic disease. You get involvement of many different vessels, including dilatation of the aortic root, multiple dissections, and the like. But vessel tortuosity is one of its classic findings, and this is a wonderful example of that. This is a great case. If you look at the images, the key findings are aneurysmal dilatation of both the common iliacs right greater than left. But if you look a little bit closer in the external iliac on the right, you also see a small focal dissection. You can tell by the bones and the vessels as a younger patient, and so I'm asking you, what's the best diagnosis? Now, Marfan's can give you aneurysms. It can give you dissections, but usually in the great vessels or the root of the aorta. Lois Dietz gives you vessel tortuosity, gives you aneurysms, which can be dissections, but aneurysms and dissections, particularly of a smaller vessels, maybe not so likely. And Takayashu's aortitis, you have vessel thickening because you have vessel narrowing. The classic thing, most commonly, that gives you this tubular type expansion, and you know, it kind of looks like a flute type expansion in both the common iliacs right greater than left and then also focal dissections is Ehlers-Danlos. In Ehlers-Danlos it's the one that has the most problems with vascularity, classic ruptures, classic early death, classic dissections and multiple aneurysms. So this is a very very nice example of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. In this case, what's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look at the images, the thing you see is this patchy, decreased attenuation in the left kidney. There's several areas. Amyloidosis gives you a large kidney, typically. Carcinoma is a mass. Lymphoma can be multiple masses. But this is almost wedge-shaped. The differential would really focus on infection versus infarction. Infarction is not one of the choices, and so this is a great example of acute polynephritis. Very nice perfusion changes seen in early phase imaging. Remember I mentioned that the best phase for pilot is delayed phase imaging, but usually the early phase is pretty, pretty good. 
This is a simple case. Uh, if you look, it's interesting. The reason I like this case is there's a lesion in the stomach and a lesion in the small bowel. They both look the same. They're low density. And if you put a cursor there, they would measure fat. Melanoma can involve stomach and small bowel, but it's solid and usually enhancing. Carcinoids can involve small bowel and stomach, but they're enhancing. And Peutz-Jaegers are multiple polypoid lesions more commonly in small bowel. This based on density, location, appearance, great example of lipomas of the small bowel and the stomach. Very nice example. Now this is a nice case. Um, patient had a paratracheal mass is probably the best way this patient presented. But if you look carefully, I ask you what's the best diagnosis. So the first thing you look at is where is the arch. So the patient surely has a right aortic arch. You don't see a left arch. So that makes it easy. You can get rid of the left arch with aberrant right subclavian, and you get rid of double aortic arch. So now the question is, is it A or B? When you look at the, uh, the images, you also see the patient has a vessel tracking behind the trachean esophagus. That's going to be the aberrant left subclavian. Look at the coronal. You see it as well. So you're dealing with B, a right aortic arch with an aberrant left subclavian artery. Very nice example. Now this is a very nice case. What you see in the first image is you see that the esophagus is dilated, and in the second image the esophagus is somewhat compressed. So right away you're dealing with something obstructing the esophagus. You notice quickly that the patient has a left aortic arch, but then you see the arch is coming way over. Now I didn't give you all of the images, and perhaps you could say this patient has a left aortic arch with an aberrant right subclavian. But when you looked at all the images and you put two and two together, including compression of the trachea, this has to be not a, a right aortic arch, obviously it's left mainly what we see, but it's a double aortic arch. And I hate to admit it, but giving you more images would have made it a whole lot easier. But just one of the many variations of aortic arches. And there's some work on that we're putting in CT as us momentarily. This is a great case. Abdominal pain in a 50-year-old. What's going on? The key things are there's a vascular lesion in the stomach. And then there's a vascular mass near the celiac nodal chain. Well, what could it be? Adenocarcinomas, the primary, and nodes, neither are vascular. Lymphoma could be, but neither are vascular. Glomus tumor can occur in the stomach, but they usually are in nodes. And carcinoids, the one where you get vascular lesions, stomach and small bowel, and you get vascular adenopathy. Wonderful example of gastric carcinoid with metastasis to local nodes. Now in this case, it's kind of a tricky case. If I looked at this exam, 41-year-old, what's my first guess? I truthfully would have said a gist tumor. But it's necrotic, but gist tumors can be necrotic. I know it's not adenocarcinoma. I know it's not carcinoid. Carcinoids are typically vascular. They're not exophytic. So here we're really stuck between gist and metastasis. I will admit I would have picked gist as a likely diagnosis, but I've shown you way too many gists. So I want you to learn that these exophytic gastric masses can also be metastasis, and this was metastatic melanoma. I will admit that's a tough call. I'm looking here for other organs that might help me, perirenal space, pararenal space involvement, or renal involvement, but this is metastatic disease, but um, be very difficult to make the right diagnosis. But I showed you that case because it's interesting. If you put down just tumor, I'm giving you 0.75 credit. 
Now, this case is kind of interesting. You see a cystic lesion by the tail of the pancreas. Maybe it's a pseudocyst, but the rest of the pancreas looks too good. It's not a neuroendocrine tumor because it's not vascular. We do get cystic islet cells, but typically they enhance along the rim. It's not adenocarcinoma. That's low density and solid. And renal cell metastatic, well, usually you have a nephrectomy and the kidneys look alive and well. Um, also, metastatic renal cell is vascular. So if you see a cystic lesion in or near the pan pancreas, you gotta be thinking things like lymphangiomas, you gotta be thinking about those type of tumors. And so sometimes you have lymphangiomas, sometimes you have lymphoepithelial cysts, are all possibilities. This ended up being a lymphoepithelial cyst, okay? And that's the best diagnosis. Uh, lymphangiomas tend to be away from the gland, tend to be at times near the gland, but they're often lobulated. So the best diagnosis here is a um, lymphatic cyst. Very interesting case. And again, we're going to post this on CTSS. We had an exhibit at RSNA. So with that, I've given you 10 cases, the last 10 cases of the year. And we'll see you back here in this space at this time next month, next year. Have a great day.